there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. So one of the things that I tend to do in life is I am like full speed ahead, lots of projects going on, lots of different irons in the fire, if you will. And then sometimes I just sort of crash. And that's when God is like telling me, okay, enough. It's time to be still for a minute. You can actually listen to my other podcast talking about being still. I did a few weeks ago. But I was getting ready for church earlier than the rest of my family yesterday because on Sunday I have a few different hats that I wear. One is teaching Sunday school. Another one is leading worship for our congregation. And so I was up getting ready before everybody else and as I get ready in the morning, oftentimes that's sort of my my own personal quiet reflection time to talk to God. Full disclaimer, I am usually a little bit intimidated or terrified whenever I'm on stage <laughs> because I feel the weight of what it is to be up front. And I would guess probably most of our worship team is like that. Um, We all feel the weight of the responsibility that we are leading our congregation into the throne room of God. And so it can feel very heavy. And oftentimes on Sundays, like I said, I spend that time talking to God. Lord, what scripture do you want me to share today? Is there something that you want to put on my heart to share? And I want to be prepared as I go on stage because I don't want people to look at me or put me on a pedestal in any way, shape, or form. I want people to just see that my heart is inclined to lead people to God, to further their relationship, to help grow it deeper if I can in any way. And so as I was getting ready, I had this scripture that popped in my head, and it just kind of wouldn't go away. And so I thought, you know, I should probably look this up. And here's what it says. It's James 5.16. And actually, the part that stuck out to me was kind of the second half of the scripture. And I'm going to kind of go through and explain it a little bit. I talked about it yesterday at church for just a couple of minutes. But I really kind of wanted to expound on it a little bit more and get a little bit more in depth. Maybe not too much, but a little bit. So it's James 5.16. And I memorized it as a child in the King James Version. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read it in that to you. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. And this is the part that stuck out to me. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So I was thinking about this scripture as I was getting ready and then as I was getting in the car and I'm driving to church and that word kept coming to mind, availeth. And I was like, you know, I have a pretty good vocabulary, but I did not know (laughs) the meaning of that word necessarily. I mean, I kind of had an idea, but I wasn't really sure. Um... And I wanted it to make sense whenever I was, um, because I felt like God was putting that on my heart to talk about during worship. And so I felt God was putting that on my heart to talk about that during worship. And so I wanted to know exactly what that word meant. So yes, I was breaking the law. I was driving and I was on my cell phone and I was trying to find the definition of this word as I was driving. Thankfully, there are not very many people on the road early in the morning at about 8.15 on a Sunday. Um, So I felt like it was pretty safe. So I looked it up and the definition, it actually says 
to produce or result in as a benefit or advantage. Whenever I went back and I thought about the scripture some more where it says um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous, it says righteous man, but ladies, we are not excluded. It is the fervent prayer of a righteous believer or person availeth much. It means that there is an advantage, in my opinion, to being connected to God. I feel like the advantage is being his child. And yesterday I used the example as I was talking about this. When our daughter comes to me and asks, say, for 20 bucks, I am pretty inclined, you know, aside from what do you need it for? <laughs> I'm, I'm inclined to give it to her. There is an advantage to her being my daughter that if she asks for something, I'm going to want to respond in a loving manner towards her. Now, as I also alluded to yesterday when I was talking about this, if a random teenager walks up to me and says, hey, can I have 20 bucks? Typically, my response is going to be hit the road. I'm not going to even care what you want it for. I don't know you. I don't have a relationship with you. I don't even necessarily, dare I say, have compassion for you because I do not know you. You're a stranger to me and you're asking for something that I have within my power to give you, but I don't know you, so I'm not going to give it to you. There's no advantage to you being a stranger and asking for money. And so as I was talking, it was like God spoke to me and he said, that's how it is with me and my children. When we go to God with fervent prayer, like serious, passionate prayer and conversation with God, we have the advantage or the benefit of being his children. We are in relationship with him. And so when we're in relationship with him, when we go to him and we talk to him about the things that are on our heart, sometimes those things are God, I don't know how I'm going to make rent this month. Or, God, I don't know how I'm going to handle this diagnosis. I don't know how I'm going to take care of my family. I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle fill in the blank. Any situation that feels like it's impossible and out of our control. Whenever we go to God and we talk to him about these things, when we have that right relationship with him, we have the advantage to be able to go to him and know and trust that he is going to respond in kind to us. Now, I'm not saying somebody who does not have a relationship with God is going to be completely ignored because, you know, obviously at one time all of us were sinners and we had to say a prayer and have a conversation with God about how rotten we were. And thankfully God heard that prayer and he chose to save us. But when we go to God on a daily basis and we're talking to him and we're in communion with him and we're in relationship with him, we have the advantage of being his children. We have the advantage of that relationship. I know there are so many people who think religion and church is just something you do. But I have to tell you, a few weeks ago, I had a sort of an epiphany where I was like, I don't do religion. I don't do church. It's my life. And that might sound crazy and you're like probably thinking, yeah, whatever. Okay, who the heck wants to make church their life? It's not the church part 
That's the fellowship. That's the benefit or the advantage I get out of, first and foremost, the relationship that I have with God. That is my whole life. Like, I try to live my life as a Christ follower, as a child of God, as a Christian, because that is the path that God has laid out for me, and I have seen him step in and work in miraculous ways in life, both within my personal life, my emotional health, my physical health, with my relationship with my husband, with the relationship with family members, with the relationship with my daughter. God has taken all of these different moving parts of my life and covered them under his grace and mercy. And that's why I choose to continue to follow him. I am not afraid of God in the sense that if I chose to not go to church or if I chose to not lead worship anymore, I'm not afraid that God is going to strike me down. I have reverence in that type of fear, but I am not afraid that God is going to kill me because I choose to do something different. Now, I will say that there are consequences for bad choices. I had this discussion with my Sunday school class yesterday. We were talking about um, King Saul and how he had made some really dumb choices. And I love teaching the kids um, because it gives, they have such a simplistic idea about the things that happen in the Bible. And I love that because it gives us a chance to have real conversation about things that seem so crazy. (laughs) But one of the little girls was actually my niece, Aaliyah. She says, she raised her hand and we had been talking about King Saul. And I said, he, you know, made some choices that were really bad and he did some really dumb things and it cost him a lot, including his life at the end. And she said, well, why did God let him make those dumb choices? (laughs) Why did God let him do that? And I kind of laughed and I was like, well, We all have the choice. God gives us the choice. It's called free will. We have the choice to follow him. We have the choice to take advantage of being his child. Or we can choose to try to be the lone ranger out there doing our own thing, shooting from the hip and just hoping we hit the right marks. I cannot even think I like I can't even fathom what my life would look like if I tried to do this all on my own. Maybe that's something that you've tried. Maybe you've tried to live on your own and listening to this podcast is something random. I have no idea. I know that there are listeners all over the world, which is really cool. I enjoy being able to share. Again, that's part of ministry is my life. Like it's not just because my husband and I pastor a congregation in our community, but ministry is something that I think that should be a way of life, not just something we do on Sundays. And that's why when God gave me the opportunity to write books, I I stepped into that because I'm not trying to pad my resume, (laughs) but I want to understand that when God opens doors and allows us to minister in different ways, that we should take those opportunities and Going back to the scripture where it says that 
the effectual fervent prayer. And so if I read it in the Amplified, which I love, I love to read the Amplified version because it gives me so many more words. And for some people, you're like, okay, you're totally insane. Why would you want to read more words? But I like the explanation of it all. And in the Amplified, it reads, therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or believer can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. See, it doesn't say that whenever I work really hard, I am going to have tremendous power and I'm going to do everything I ever wanted to do. No, it says when put into action and made effective by God. You see, all of the ministry, all of the work, all of the trying, 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 and doing, 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 all of those things that we can strive to be good at, we can strive to be perfectionists, none of it matters. And we're not going to accomplish all the things that God wants us to do when we try to do them on our own. But when we put the things that we're trying to do and striving forward to do, when we put them into God's hands, it says that it can be made effective by God. I want to be effective. When we are putting things into God's hands and when we are heartfelt and persistent in our prayer, so many things can be accomplished. And I am so glad that God gives us the strength because there is no way that I could even accomplish a third of what it is that I get to do. I get to be a wife and a mother. I get to work on the board for a nonprofit pregnancy center in our community. I get to pastor alongside my husband. I get to be a worship leader, a Sunday school teacher, a Bible study leader, and a semi-pro comedian on the stage of life. (laughs) Don't worry. I don't charge extra for the comedy. God has given us the ability to accomplish so much through him, because of him, because of the opportunities that he lays before us. I pray that you are encouraged today as you listen to this little rant of mine talking about James 5.16. Have a great day, and I'll catch you next time.